I don't care. I, I, it drives me nuts. Oh, well, this looks like the spider. You know, TaylorMade's legal department going to be calling up even. No, they won't. Shut up. There are accepted shapes. <laughs> you either make those or yes. you don't sell a lot of parts. Welcome to 2023, Tony. Is it 2023? As I understand it, that is correct. Yes. This is No Putts Given. How is everybody living out there? Tony Covey, Chris Nickel, Tony at Golf by T. Uh, you are in the penthouse, correct? In upstate New York. Is that where you're coming something to from? Like <laughs> something like that. Well, we're just making some you're, noises here today. You're in the penthouse. I'm in the basement. It's 2023. Tony, if uh, I'm January, just the drywall guy. So if 2023, I'm sorry, if January were a month, which it is. It is. Yeah, that's correct. What would we rename January in the golf industry? Oh man, it is. It is. What do you want? Like embargo hell, new release frenzy. I mean, choose your adjectives, but there's a lot of new stuff coming. Oh my God. Dante's seven layers of embargo hell or, or whatever. We got the inferno <laughs> going on. We got, and that's just we, the first week. That's just the first week. And so, for those of you that that do uh, follow us here on No Puts Given, that's what January is going to be. We're going to do a bunch of episodes with all the new gear. Believe it or not, even in a three thousand word driver article, we can't say everything that we want to or answer every question that we want to. And so, on these episodes this month, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the new releases. Try to answer all the questions you have. If you have more questions, post them. We'll get back to you. Um, like I said, there's just way more than we can even get into, but we want to get you all the goods. So today, Tony, two big topics today. Let's talk. Wait, wait, hold on. What happened? Oh, I'm turning around. Oh, I'm oh, turning oh, it all the did, way back around. You did, you did not make it the full 360 degrees. I should have, though. You failed. I mean, you are starting January off with it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> breaking things. Oh, God. I know. I should. I should have. Here, let's try it again. Oh, 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 it's, oh, it's a, oh, it's still, oh, I almost made it. I got stuck. I got so stuck. So what you need to do, what you need to do there is shift your paradigm and become untethered from. I do. I do. I don't know from what. I don't know either. But that's first thing we're talking about. Paradigm, Callaway. We're having a little fun with it because it should be fun. So we're going to go through all the Callaway paradigm stuff. Drivers, fairy woods, hybrids, and. For those of you in the putter space, Evenroll launched 1,278 new models yesterday. That's I think it's actually 15, but it sounds better. But we'll dive into those the, uh, it's, a little there's bit. There's definitely some sort of exponential expansion of the lineup there, depending on, I don't know, where the decimal point is or something. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a factorials. Lot. Factorials. Math. Whatever. I mean, that's the tagline for the month. January. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, all right. Yeah. Callaway Paradigm. It's a new name. We're not talking about Rogue. We're not talking about Epic. We're not talking about the same names that we've talked about. No Maverick, which was releases. a synonym for Rogue. Uh, unfortunately, I think this means that, you know, as, as I've said countless times, can't wait for the Callaway Rapscallion driver. <laughs> I don't think it's coming. <laughs> That we're just shifting the paradigm some more. I don't know. But we don't know. So let's talk paradigm stuff, Tony. What do we got? What 
let's start with drivers and then we'll uh yeah we'll we are we are shifting we are shifting paradigms so as you may recall when epic launched i don't know if it came directly from callaway or one of the other media guys but they said this is a paradigm shift and then epic flash launched and that also shifted the paradigm and now with with paradigm this is there we go standard paradigm with paradigm we are now shifting the paradigm that had already been twice shifted so we have now thrice shifted the traditional paradigms of golf equipment as well as shifting the paradigms of spelling as we all know it so all right stuff going on here you and i you and i had such a great chuckle so Actually, guys, as as you're watching this, if you if you're one of these guys who watches it when it watches, and you know we appreciate the guys who do, we will and gals, at, and gals, in the at the Callaway Paradigm launch event at Top Golf in yep. El Segundo, which is Spanish for the Segundo. I believe that's correct. Um, and and they build this. The teaser for the launch of the Paradigm driver was a. 360 degree shift in performance. Yeah, right back where we started. So, you know, maybe the marketing department was given a little too much authority over there. I'm sure the R&D guys would have caught it. But here we are. We are we are not back where we started because we're spelling things differently. All right. So what is so like we talk paradigm shift, big marketing terms, all of these things. I'll go back to last year real quick with with uh, TaylorMade, right? Carbon wood face. That was a shift. That was something that was absolutely brand new. Yes, there was background. It had been done before in some ways, but okay, whatever. Shift an established yeah. paradigm, right? Yeah. Everybody's so it's like, this part is titanium, right? Yep. That, that's how it works in golf and Cal, or TaylorMade, excuse me. Said, no, it doesn't have to be. Mm-mm. So... so what is That's Callaway we doing with this one? And does it warrant the same type of energy and enthusiasm behind it? So if it's a paradigm shift, they have to be changing one thing, which kind of feels like it needs to be everything in a sense. So what well, are they to changing? Full circle, right? Yeah, I guess you do have to shift, change everything. And then I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is actually pretty fascinating. And when I saw what we were talking about here, I actually got a little bit excited Ooh. Thought it was cool, which is something I haven't been able to say about a Callaway driver since Epic. I'm just sort of, like I said, right, TSA, um, mm-hmm. this shit again. Whereas this is this is this is different, and I, I know it doesn't look different. And, and in fact, you are going to get some of the stuff you expect from from Callaway. So we got some jailbreak under this hood, and we have AI face technology in here that you know all the speed enhancing optimization stuff that Callaway talks about, but. Mm-hmm. Here's the ripple. Ripple. Oh, you can break so, it apart. Let's start you can here. hide. You can hide things yeah. in it. Oh, I can do. I can do. Yeah. So it's just. Oh. You put your weed, man. Um, <laughs> so that that's kind of your new. That's your new jailbreak. So we've gone okay. from kind of the bars to various constructions. This one, to me, kind of give it a little bit of a canoe paddle. That's how I describe it. And and that actually works because if you turn it like that, look, what do you got? A canoe. Um, so there, there's the paddle. There's the canoe. <laughs> anyway, I so I was gonna I mean, go. Would you accept flux capacitor as an acceptable? Uh, maybe, 
maybe. So so that's the face piece, and it's kind of cool. Okay. Jailbreak, again, stiffening structure, do? more energy transfer, probably helps keep the crown from popping off the, the head in earlier implementations. But here's the thing. The thing, and I'll, let, you know, I'll shake this out to you. So there's your, there's your back piece, just in case we missed it okay. when I took it apart. But this is, this is what's new. This is where that 360-degree shift come from. Here we go. It's a tube. It is. It's a periscope? It is a microscope. 360-degree carbon tube. This All is right. it, right? Two pieces of carbon. So you've got triaxial carbon crown. It's uh, Callaway's proprietary sheet fiber. And fundamentally, it's not much different than the carbon fiber everybody else is using. Yep. On the underside here, we have their forged composite, which we've joked it's basically bits of chopped up carbon fiber molded together. It is a bit, in that sense, like particle board. Uh, but joking aside, the advantage of this forged composite material is that you can create more complex shapes than you can with right. sheet fiber. So you can right. do a little bit more with it. And really, the thing is, like, this is it. This is the whole of the dryer, right? I'm not, there's no other parts that I haven't showed you. So, so there's what four, we have here is four parts, basically. You have a crown and a sole, both of which are carbon that connect. You have your faceplate that we'll look at, you know, what goes on there. And then you have your back weighting. Right. And the, the thing is, this is 100% carbon fiber. Granted, mix of triaxial and forged composite, but there's no titanium in here at all. So no titanium, when I first saw no this, I was like, yeah. No, it was like, hey, huh, Callaway went and inverted a stealth. It's basically, <laughs> so So this is actually like, if you're not familiar with design, driver design, you may think, so what? But everything in driver design, or a good bit of it, is about saving weight from structures and putting them in useful places, whether that's all the way forward, all the way back. Going back to rad speed, Cobra talked about the radius of gyration, right? This idea that we want to take big pieces of mass and move them away from the center of gravity. So when you have a titanium chassis, and I, I didn't have one, I, I tried to find one, still haven't fully unpacked the workshop, but usually you have like these titanium structures and there's some type of like pain calls it like their dragonfly. You may recall right. Cobra did like T-tops and you've had variations of it on the bottom as well, where there's, there's essentially titanium running through the whole thing, eating up okay. weight. And yep. so Callaway has this hollow carbon tube then on paper is like a massive weight savings. Again, saving weight, you can move it forward, you can move it back, you can basically do whatever you want to with trajectory and spin, which is to a degree the holy grail. Now, that being said, right, there's a there's a lot of, I don't know how well, let's see if I can get the light in, there you go. There's a lot of like epoxy and stuff in here and that has a weight cost and there's some thicker areas of the composite right on the lip here. That has a weight cost and, and you've got, right, all these, like these ledges, these supporting structures, mm -hmm. these have a weight cost. So your actual savings is never as high as it's built. But but this is progress. And I suspect that Callaway has been really aggressive in terms of you know using a lot of glue to hold it together. All the support <laughs> structures, making right. sure that this thing does not just you know, come apart, go flying. When you hit, you don't want that happening on the golf course, right? Um, no, you do not. So I think... I think if this proves to be the future, and I think this is Callaway's future, then as with anything else, as technology evolves, as manufacturers become more confident in what and, and how far they can push it. Maybe we don't need as much glue. Maybe we don't need it to be as thick in this area. 
you start shaving that down, saving more weight, saving more weight, and you can do more in terms of whether you want to shift that forward and add ball speed, um, kind of get that, that low spin fast driver, or you want to push that weight back and, and do more with MOI and forgiveness. Uh, and part of the benefit here is because you're saving weight in that chassis, you don't have to make that driver like this big, like that was the thing with Rogue, right? It was forgiving by Callaway mm-hmm. standards, again, philosophies between companies. We talked about this, but that thing was like really elongated. It was really stressed. Yeah, this, I mean, again, trying to find decent lighting for people, relatively normal looking, I would say. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a driver that, you know, in the standard version is more forgiving than the Rogue was in a, in a more compact footprint. All right. So let's well, recap. Well, I said a lot. It is a lot. So let's recap. Mm-hmm. Let's, it's over let's, let's get a couple bullet points for, for the people taking notes uh, at home here, which includes me. All carbon construction. So we have a 360 degree carbon chassis. 360 degree carbon chassis. You mentioned weight and in driver design, and we're not going to see this in the fairway woods and hybrids nearly as much. Every tenth of a gram matters, right? Every little bit of weight that you can either save or reallocate or move around can impact the location of the center of gravity, which as we know is, is it fair to say it's the key determinant in terms of launch spin and speed? I know they all work together, but yeah, it's talk about it's, CG it's up there on the list for sure. That is your, you know, throw loft at it, obviously, but being, right. all things being loft neutral, that is your predictor of, of those attributes for sure. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in the grand scheme of things, why does this matter? Why does this design matter to the everyday 15 handicap consumer that, you know, might be looking for a new driver this year that, you know, we look in our, in our studies and our feedback and stuff. Yeah. People are driving, buying a driver every year and you shouldn't be, but for those people that are out there saying, Hey, I am going to look at a new driver this year. You and I have both stated that we think this is going to be a fantastic year for people that are in the market to buy a new driver. Why should I care globally about this Callaway one? It's tricky because fundamentally it allows Callaway to do things that they haven't been able to do before. Right? Again, you're, you're able to push mass to different places because mass in the center of the club head is, I don't want to say it's bad, but it's not ideal. Right? You typically have to have these structures, mm-hmm. but they eat weight. And in the middle of the club head, weight does nothing for you. Doesn't so know. it allows by taking weight out of that chassis area, allows Callaway to put weight where it, where it hasn't. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a, a better driver for you. But it, right. it does allow them to sort of fit in places they haven't before, in theory. And again, do things with, hey, maybe I want a higher MOI driver. Maybe I love Callaway. Maybe I want a really high MOI driver or relatively high MOI driver. But mm-hmm. I don't like that bullet shape that Callaway had to use before. So it's you know, again, it's a lot of this, and this is true for every company, it's just moving things around and tweaking things here or there to, to ultimately get a product that either does something fundamentally different. And again, I think, you know, the triple diamond probably will, uh, or do something fundamentally the same, but in a little different package that, that maybe is more appealing, more traditionally shaped, things like that. And that's what we're seeing here. And this is a first generation product. So first right. time they've, they've made one of those flying tubes over there. 
Yep. And so as this evolves into generation two, generation three, whatever it happens to be, that's where you start to see like expanding the capabilities and pushing limits and really starting to take advantage of it. Generation one is almost a proof of concept, probably playing it a little safe, but it kind of opens up that door to see what, what may be possible in the future. All right. So we, we hear this in, in other industries and I had a friend that worked in the automotive industry that always told me, he said, Hey, Never buy the first generation of anything. When a car comes out, the new one, you know, there's bugs, there's things, they haven't refined it. Do you think that holds true for golf equipment? Saying, hey, you know what, if if you're into this and and you think it's cool, don't buy it. Wait, wait until, because they're already working on the next generation. Well, you know, every company, right? And the one after that. And the one after that, right? they're, they're they're, They're at least two, maybe three deep right now. But that's, okay. that's the reality of it. And, you can't, that's, and that's and, every and company. Like, All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for that that third one in line because it's going to mm-hmm. be so much better. Well, by the yeah. time you get to that one, there's two more behind it. So yeah. at some point, you you have to buy anyway. And I think but it's I'm a talking specifically generation, generation one of a new, something like this that's that new. Do you it's going to perform. You're still going, the center of gravity is where it is, right? It's not going to be sort of some deformity that makes it perform poorly. <laughs> Your only right, risk is, right. is the structural stuff. Is Are these things going to fly apart? That's always my concern with the new construction. When we mm-hmm. saw stealth last year, hey, is this is the space going to crack? Is it going to delaminate? Is it going to stay attached? Those are the type of questions you ask. And, you know, right. look, it sucks if, if that happens, right? And your your driver literally comes apart or cracks or something right. like that. But right. Callaway will replace it if that happens. And, yeah. you know, not ideal, but again, as, as you and I have learned through the years of having these conversations with, with OEMs, the, the first one is probably never going to be the best of a sequence because right. it's, it's the proving ground. Like I said, there's, there's a lot of glue here. There's a lot of structure. There's, we're going to play it really, we're going to be really aggressive in, in how we put this thing together to make sure it stays together. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to be a good driver. Yeah, the, the next one down the road probably has greater weight savings and, again, potential to boost MOI even farther or further or move that center of gravity even more forward to, to really kind of maximize ball speed and low spin and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's going to evolve naturally, but I don't think fundamentally you have to avoid a generation one product by any stretch. Yeah, and, and in the coming weeks, we'll talk about another uh you know, we saw this week on Monday the conforming list. Obviously, Paradigm popped on there. Stealth 2 popped on there. And to your point, and we'll dive more into that, is how, how much of a difference is Stealth 2 versus last year's Stealth? I mean, those iterative type of, of changes. But back to Paradigm, Callaway had four models, right, previously. Now we've compressed four models into three, in, so, into three, unless you're looking at the USGA list, in, in which case there are eight. So, um, right. So only, for us, for us only, consumers, <laughs> yes, yeah, there are going so, to be three. And so let's start. So here's your here's your standard paradigm. Okay. Uh, this is the only one that has the sliding. Uh, Callaway calls it the AWP, the adjustable uh, APW. Excuse me, the adjustable perimeter weight. So the the sliding thing. So this is kind of your middle of the market. Callaway says this is kind of a replacement for the uh, what they call the, the standard the rogue. Last year, last year was a rogue, right? Rogue ST. Yep. Yeah. So your so your rogue ST and maybe a little bit of that that rogue draw model. Mm-hmm. That's kind of 
or excuse me, the uh, the LS rather. Okay. So the Rogue Max LS. So that's the meat of the market. ST. That's your. It is, and I, I was a little concerned to to see like, hey, we're going to take the LS, which for for my money, I think for you know, we would say inside my golf spot that that has been the top performer in, in the Callaway lineup for the last couple of generations. I think two years ago it was the most wanted winner. I mean, it's just fantastic. So fantastic. It makes guy, me a really. little nervous to see that they've kind of rolled it in here a little bit, uh, but we'll see. But yeah, as you said, this is kind of the the for everybody again, reasonably. You know, nothing, nothing super offensive in the shape here. Okay. Uh, so, so that's, that's the meat that's of the market down the middle. Yeah. Let's move. And then we got the two other diamond. Okay. So this so is a triple, triple diamond. This could be your three diamonds. See? <laughs> so the low spin notice, like, again, this is kind of the better players driver, although I kind of hate that designation because, you know, they're trash. I was going to say, like I also. I feel like trash golfers like me need low spin too sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, and so trash golfers, see, right? Yeah, like me. So there's they've removed the Callaway logo here, right? No alignment. Mm -hmm. uh, three diamonds. Again, this one's going to be so that the the one I show you, the standard paradigm, is probably going to have a slight draw bias. This one is designed to be completely neutral. Mm -hmm. uh, so weight forward system. Wait for 14 and two wait forward by default. That's going to get you your, your low spin. And if you need to get a little higher launch, maybe a little more spin, a little higher MOI, a little more forgiveness. Right. You can plop the weights and put the, put the heavy one in the back. Same but size. I guess. Is it still 460, 450? I don't even know. Okay. I didn't see it in the press material, but you know, I'd say this is your, your classic pair shape, right? Yep. From, yep. I'm not going to go all the way around. Just <laughs> so all right so we got triple diamond lower launch lower spin standard and now now paradigm x but not triple x <laughs> what would have gone that could have hmm. they could have sold a lot of those um i think so so as you can see this one yeah this one is bigger and this yep. is going to be this is kind of the replacement for either the rogue st or the st draw they changed it to x because okay. and this is going to come as no surprise to anybody but uh, consumers and to an extent fitters weren't really big on having draw in the product name like, golfers know they need draw bias they just don't want it rubbed in their face kind of thing yeah. so there we go bigger footprint longer um maybe see it a little bit of this address type view it's kind of pulled down into the heel a little, a little bit, bit but it doesn't you know, if we go back a couple generations, and, and this is going to hold true on the fairway woods as well, from what I've been able to tell and see, the models, again, to your average consumer that's walking in, it's the same kind of thing. Like you walk into your Best Buy or whatever, and there's 84,000, you know, TV screens on the wall. And yeah, right next to each other, you can see differences uh, that, you know, they're trying to point out to you. But the draw bias model doesn't look to me, very draw bias in the sense that you're not going to look down and go, oh my gosh, this thing has yeah, you know, when I, when I set it down, I'll tell you though, when I, when I picked it up for the first time, I thought, I thought I had the standard paradigm in my hand and I actually had this X and I looked down and it's like, nope, don't like that. Kind of looks, again, I, I noticed that that pulled down into the heel bit and it, it just looked a little looked a little closed to me and I was like, oh my God, what have they done? And then I looked down <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's fine. 
it's fine because <laughs> this is that's that's the look for that guy right uh, so you know disaster crisis averted whatever um but yeah i think like you said i think it's not obscene and so if it's if you are looking for a little bit of forgiveness it may even look comfortable or confidence inspiring to you it's not not my cup of tea personally but right but it doesn't you know, have, right, no it doesn't have like i mean we've we've seen this in some dry right it doesn't have like offset right or it doesn't look where it's so no. far upright that the toe is like pointing straight up where you're like oh my word like this thing looks like it can only you know hit the ball left for a right-handed player i thought it looked you know reasonably within that space of draw bias models relatively neutral compared to other draw bias designs that we've seen like it didn't seem yeah noticeable but unoffensive yeah noticeable but unoffensive so as you can like you see it more if I go from, you see if I can hold them both. So that's, I find like the profile view is where you can really see the shape. So you can pair that and I'll see if I can mm-hmm. stack yep. them a little bit. Like this one's going to be taller. And, yeah. You, know, you can see the rear. Thing, yeah. Kind of that raised skirt a little bit. You can see the junk in the trunk. But yep. But again. Not offensive. No. And you got to put them side by side to really notice a lot of things. I don't think, uh, I don't think golfers are going to look at that and go, yeah, like you said, Maybe noticeable, definitely not offensive. I mean, and that's you know that's part of what you get when you need higher launch and draw bias and, and higher yeah. MOI slash forgiveness. And you know, in terms of the big picture, Callaway kind of hints at speed, and they're never going to sort of go, oh, yeah, no, we're never not going to say something about speed. So yeah, they're going right. to be fast. Everything's fast, okay, whatever. But what they're really talking about with this line of of clubs is. Um, more forgiveness or higher MOI. And that's, again, Callaway, we've talked about this, not not the most transparent with numbers. They're not going to come out and tell me, oh yeah, our MOI is X and you can go compare that to the market. They're going to talk in broad terms. Right. And so what they're saying is more forgiving than rogue. And again, you're getting the smaller footprint. So there, there's a forgiveness element to the, to the larger picture. And then the other piece of it is they're saying, hey, tighter, more consistent. And again, consistent is a synonym for forgiveness, but Right, sort of tighter downrange dispersion. So this is going to be fundamentally a straighter, more consistent driver as well. I was going to say, Tony, don't don't quote me on this, but it almost sounds like Callaway, and we're seeing this from others, is using accuracy as a talking point, as a benefit for for golfers in terms of selling more product. Yeah, it seems to be a, what a concept a thing this year. I mean, this is this is like the early 2023 trend is uh-huh. this kind of movement. We, we talked about it with the Mizuno irons, kind yep. of this this movement away from speed and distance at all costs. I think uh-huh. Callaway's Callaway's not saying there should be there to be shorter. I have no reason. No, 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 going no. To be shorter. But the yep. emphasis here is on that downrange dispersion. Hey, we're going to we're going to it's going to be long more often and it's going to be straighter. And ultimately, it's going to be a. a better playing driver. If you want to plug that into a strokes gain calculator, it, it suggests you'll score better with that type of equation. Yeah. So we're going from, I mean, uh, theoretically, right. Going from, Hey, let's, let's win the home run derby indoor fitting. This is, you know, you get that one YouTube review. <laughs> yeah. YouTube review, you know, we're going to win that at all costs and, and kind of let the chips fall where they may, even though we know, and the industry has known for a long time that that type of approach 
does not guarantee at all that a person is getting the equipment that will actually help them shoot a lower score. That there are so many other factors and things in play. And now we are seeing this shift or kind of this trend toward golf companies manufacturing, changing things based on what we've all known for a long time actually helps golfers play better golf and incorporating that into designs. I think that's part of the reason you and I said this could be a phenomenal year for, for drivers in, in general because companies are more apt to talk about that. So yeah, a lot of reasons to be optimistic about this, but let, let's talk about this real quick. What's this? I don't know. Again, not coming through real great with the studio lights and whatnot, but what color is that? Uh, it's black. Blue. <laughs> no, it's like a deep, and I'll put up some better pictures hopefully, but this is like a legitimately, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, in this lighting, it's kind of a dark blue, but when the sunlight hits it, it's a, it's a pretty vibrant kind of dark teal. And so I do wonder, like, man, going all like in it? on a blue driver. I, do I don't like it? dislike it. I don't dislike it. It's not my favorite. But I know that the market as a whole is, is finicky. And this is one of those things where like, you just you, you sometimes look at golf companies and go, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're, you're so consumed <laughs> with, with some of this look at me crap and, and making sure that your product shows on TV that fundamentally, like, who – who are you trying to sell this to? Who did, who is this for? And then what sounds, does that audience want? And and the case I'll give you is let let's talk about the TaylorMade Stealth. Let's talk I, about. I thought it was red face, bright accents. You know, not a bad looking driver. And again, you needed to call attention to a specific technology, and maybe you know a three hundred sixty degree carbon tube is is tough to call attention to. And so maybe that's the thinking behind this blue driver. But mm -hmm. going back to to stealth, right? Like some people didn't like the red and, and, and the, kind of the even the color of the crown and the top line and all the things TaylorMade did to kind of make it pop on a rack and, and on TV. Right. And then they did kind of that black on black on black run of kind of that they, they launched really late last year in limited right. release. And like, oh my God, everybody's like, oh, I love that one. It looks great. And that, that's the one everybody wants. TaylorMade knows it's the one everybody wants. And I'm sure that the Callaway guys would would be super excited with a with a full black or murdered out looking paradigm, uh, but they gave us this blue thing. And again, I don't hate it. It's not my favorite. It's fine, but I do wonder if this is the kind of thing that's going to hurt them at retail, or if it, it comes down to a choice of of two drivers that somebody likes, and you know, it's a guy who tends to be more traditional or, or wants black or something like that. Mm -hmm. His only choice in Callaway is blue. I don't mm -hmm. know. I think it's you know it's probably not going to cost them tens of thousands of sales, but handful here or there for sure so anyway yeah let's talk about fairway woods and hybrids tony what do you care most about when you're looking at a fairway wood or hybrid if you're looking to get fit for one or a new one because to me the question to me the first question i always have with any new release like this is okay <clears throat> companies build a whole release on a concept right and there's a concept there's probably two to three main talking points and the driver gets the lion's share of the attention right it's the star of the show Totally get it. But oftentimes, the fairway woods and hybrids, I get, they kind of get the trickle down technology effect where, you know. And sometimes the only, only technology that trickles down is the name. Right. Sometimes it's name and a paint color, right? It's, uh, 
I call it the Rhino, right? The release and name only it where it's like, hey, it's this, but it doesn't really get any extra of of that. And we see different ranges of these things. So with Callaway, with this one, it's somewhere in between those two where and, and, and it's realistic because when you have a fairway wood or a hybrid, the heads themselves are much smaller right? Much smaller and they're heavier. So to move weight around here and shift it there, it's not hard at all for the engineers that are doing you it. You don't need a 360 degree carbon tube. No, no. I mean, if, if designing the uh, driver with that type of construction is calculus, trying to save weight on a fairway wood is, you know, minute one of algebra 101. It's not that hard. It's not a stretch for these guys and, and gals that are engineers to do that. So the question then becomes, okay, what of that technology can we actually still uh, remain or keep on and, and use in a way that's ultimately beneficial? So biggest things that people are going to see with the, the paradigm fairway woods and hybrids are consistency in the naming convention. So draw is gone, X is in, same kind of models, triple diamond is going to be your lower launch, lower spin, maybe slightly faster. And your performance story is the same where, you know, Callaway has some information, robot testing specifically, that shows increased ball speeds, um, which, again, grain of salt. We're still yet to see any company come out with with robot testing that says, hey, it's slower. <laughs> We're, it's a little you bit know, slower than last year. A little bit slower than last year. We didn't. We didn't. Yeah. I mean, again, so we haven't but seen it's that. Blue. In, but it's blue. And typically, you know, and this is every single company, right? They're testing against one of two products. It's either their previous generation product or everybody else's previous generation product, right? Because nobody can test against the coming products from other companies. So you're always somehow testing backwards in a sense. Yeah, you right? definitely don't have a situation where you can reach out and be like, hey, uh, it's uh, Callaway calling. Hey, hey Callaway <laughs> guys, could you, would you mind sending me your new stuff that's not released? We just, we just want to do some competitive testing to, uh, we, yeah, no, we're definitely going to win. I mean, that's how it works. Right. Yeah, no, we're, right. We do the test. Home team. Sorry. Yeah, but no. No? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Do you need the shipping address or you just want to run them across the park? <laughs> yeah, you know? So, and, and I say that, I say that too, because last year, you know, I think uh, the Rogue ST Fairway Woods, Fairway Woods never get the attention I feel that they deserve. But, you know, it's a personal issue. The, it's a better story last year, I thought. It was a better story with the Batwing structure. So basically what they did, right, and maybe we can show a picture of this, right, is they actually called it like Jailbreak ST, which I'm like, come on, man, it's Batwings. And, you know, instead of going with two bars or anything kind of in the middle of the face connecting sole and crown, they moved those structures to the heel side and the toe side, and they look like little Batwings, right, that connect, again, same premise, sole and crown connected, but that allowed the face to flex a little bit more. And, and you talk to the people at Callaway, they would even admit that the, the jailbreak, those vertical structures towards the middle of the club, actually probably inhibited ball speed, if anything. They, they, they kind of, quote unquote, got in the way um, a little bit. And so by moving those to the external, uh, to the heel and toe, I thought that was fantastic. It could be part of the reason, you know, in our survey data that just came out, the number one purchase fairway wood and hybrid last year by my golf readers was 
Callaway. Callaway. Callaway sure. led the pack on fairway woods and, and hybrids, and I don't think that's a mistake. I believe that's um, true for the market as a whole as well, not just our readers, I think. Yeah, and so it leads me to say that maybe, just maybe, Callaway, Fairway Woods, and Hybrids aren't getting the the love in the in the grand sense that maybe they should or the lion's share of the attention. But I think Paradigm builds on that, and I think that at least at face value, Paradigm is perhaps slightly better than Rogue ST, if for no reason other than adjustability is back. So remember, last year we had the glued hosel situation. Feedback was mixed, but more negative than positive so callaway said hey let's bring back the optifit hosel let's bring back adjustability but tony what's the biggest problem with adjustable hosels i mean it's fine because they it's this cycle they play right they 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 take out the adjustability like oh you know we we took it out because we can save weight there and bundle in a little bit better performance with a glued hosel and then the next year it's Fitters told us they really want the adjustability back in, so we put it back in, and you know we don't talk about the fact that last year we told you that we got better performance without it, so now we're maybe giving some of that back for adjustability. But that's always, you know, that's always the give and take. Right? The, mm-hmm. There's always a trade-off. I don't care what anybody says. There's always a trade-off. So um, I, I tend to like adjustability in pretty much everything. Well, then you'll like every, this every little because... bit again because I'm. I'm I find like a lot of improved performance is actually gained not through technology, but through proper fitting. And so if you sure. give me the tools or give the fitter the tools to, to dial in the golfer that much better, I think ultimately you get a product that's going to perform better for it. Probably. So, I mean, I, I get the trade-off and the back and forth there, but from a fitting perspective, it's, it's definitely better. So here was something I found interesting as I'm looking through the presentations and stuff. I noticed that I'm like, because again, bat wing, heel side, toe side. But then on some pictures and images, the bat wing was only on the toe. I'm like, where'd it go? So it turns out, can't do the OptiFit hosel, adjustable hosel construction and bat wing on the heel side. So you get bat wing trade-off. on the toe side. Trade-offs, right? Trade-offs. Now, Callaway is saying that the the adapter provides some of the same stiffening benefits that the Batwing does. I don't know that I totally buy that in the sense that if it were just as good, then why would you have it at all? I don't know. It That part doesn't totally line up for me, but I need somebody smarter than me to explain it to me how, how that actually works because the Batwing itself connects the sole in the crown. I don't believe an adapter actually connects anything other than the shaft to the head. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's, I mean, it's not the same. So <clears throat> it's not the same, some, but right. That's a, you get some, of some of some. the benefit, but if it's glued, then you do have room. So basically that's, that's the deal with, with the road or sorry, not the road with the paradigm is if you, yeah, I mean, that's the, the trade. If you're, if you're serious about fitting, well, there there can be a performance benefit to to glued hosels. It's and what it, it's just such a liability in a fitting environment. And you know, some companies are have fitting heads for glued hosel clubs. And you know, the point I would make mm-hmm. there is that as soon as you you put an adapter on a glued hosel club, it's going to play a little bit differently. 
So right. You know, you're you're fitting for something that isn't exactly the same as, as what the consumer is going to get. So well, again, trade off. But yeah, I'll take the adjustable hosel. I'll take the adjustable hosel too. And you know, I, the other thing here, like I said, same same three models. You have a standard. You have an X for the a uh, little bit more draw bias, and you do have a triple diamond option in the fairway woods as well. So, but here's the thing that I think about too, from a fitting perspective, is don't assume that if you're, let's say, you fit into the triple diamond driver because you need that lower launch, lower spin, that you're automatically going to just get the matching luggage, right? Oh, then it means I need a triple diamond three wood and five wood or whatever. You really have to look at the launch and spin characteristics and how you use that club, right? To to determine, and I think that's one of the shifts that we've seen, and we're seeing this in in the hybrid space as well. You really have to answer the question: What am I going to use this club for? Do I want it to launch a little bit higher with a little bit more spin? Do I need a steeper angle of descent? Again, based on how I'm going to use that club, but. I think it's a huge mistake that people, okay, yep, this is my driver. Therefore, yeah, let's just get the matching three wood, five wood, or, you know, four wood, seven wood. Yep, hybrid in there. Because, man, by the time I'm done getting fit for the driver, I'm exhausted. And I just want to get these ones as well. So you could very easily find yourself in a situation where I want the higher launching, higher spinning three wood because I tend to hit it off the deck a lot. And it is really hard to hit a fairway wood high enough off the deck. That's really tough to do. So give me something that has a deeper center of gravity. Give me something that launches a little bit higher. And for me, that's going to be more helpful. But take somebody else who maybe says, you know what? I cannot for the life of me hit a fairway wood off the deck. So I never use my three wood that i only use it off the tee or something you could get somebody theoretically is a lower swing speed player that might do better with a triple diamond fairway wood because they just want something that is low spin and, and kind of acts like a driver if you will off of the tee but they're never going to hit that one off the fairway so yeah everything has a use case i guess the way i think about it with a driver especially i mean there are some people who carry two drivers and that tweaks the the conversation a little bit, but sure. your, your typical average golfer with one driver in the bag, the purpose of that club is to go as far as it possibly can. Right. No speed. And usually by the time you get to, uh, you know, as, as deep in the bag as you're going to get is maybe a five iron where like that, that's where it starts at for everybody. By the time you get there, it started for everybody. Hey, this is, this is a purpose built club. And that, that purpose is to go a specific distance. Yep. You know, those, those spaces in between, you know, for some guys, the three wood for me, for me, it's, I don't, I want it to go as far as it possibly can. I'm not necessarily worried about stopping power. No, don't get me wrong. I don't want to hit these low knuckleball bullets, but right. if it rolls, it rolls and I'm good with that. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, the transition is really five wood and seven wood. Both of those tend to be more target based clubs, mm -hmm. but you also have guys who who maybe have a hybrid, a two hybrid or a three hybrid, same thing with a utility iron that, that is sort of somewhere in between those two that, that is just a, this is my, as far as it can go off a tee, that's not a driver club. Right. And so that in those cases, you tend to worry a little bit less about stopping power and more about maximizing distance. It's, it's fundamentally different 
fitting equation, if you will. But yeah, so I think I think with the Callaway lineup, you do have some versatility in that. Hey, how do I use this club? If I'm looking yeah, for and that's... a low spin distance beast, then give me the LS, provided that I can hit it high enough to to make it functional. If it's more of a target club, that's that's probably where where the paradigms and paradigm X start to come in. Although for some guys, super low mm-hmm. spin guys like Philip, for example, mm-hmm. there are no scenario in which you would fit Philip for a for a triple diamond anything ever. So period. Golfer dependent scenario, different uh, dependent. It's all about getting golfers options. Yeah, and Callaway I think... did pretty decent job here. I still worry about missing the the Max LS. I think that was kind of a their unicorn, if you will, but. We'll see. No judgment. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see if the triple diamond can replace that, especially if you go, you know, I'm thinking about the triple diamond kind of putting that heavier. Let's say you want to get that heavier weight in the back. Now it's kind of the max LS and a half, you know, potentially. Um, so kind of see there. But, yeah, this this space, Tony, the call it, yeah, five, you know, okay, five iron up, got it, driver, got it. That space in between your longest iron and your driver is kind of this metal wood uh, hybrid purgatory. And I think if there's going to be another industry shift, and we're seeing some of that with the seven wood stuff last year, the new fairway wood and hybrid designs coming out this year, is to almost treat that like its own little equipment category and segment. Because, you know, the paradigm hybrids, they're definitely bigger, right? That To me, they definitely look more like smaller fairway woods. Because I think part yeah, of saying, hey, can I get a seven true. wood that's maybe a, a, a hair shorter in length than your typical fairway wood? And I, I hit it in the center a little bit more. Or, man, I just I feel a little bit more confident hitting a hybrid that looks more like a fairway wood. Right. Or you get some fairway woods <clears throat> that they've made a little bit smaller. Think of like Cobra's tour, specifically like in the five wood area and stuff that, you know, frankly, it's small enough that it looks just kind of like a big hybrid and that whole space. I think that's one I'm going to be interested to watch throughout this year is that because I'm going to treat it a little bit differently in terms of saying, okay, I'm a five iron and up guy for sure. And then driver. Great. Now, if I get, you know, say four iron, three wood, five wood, let's say I got three clubs in there. Let's treat those three clubs like its own little equation and go, okay, how do I really want to optimize the use of each of those spaces? And is that, something that I start and go, okay, what do I want each one of these clubs to do? Do I need to kind of flip that on its head a little and, and kind of clean the slate and say, okay, let's just start over with a blank slate and say, okay, what would I use this particular club for? Yeah. I think, I think the days of like, okay, three wood, five wood and hybrid one hybrid. I think that that mindset is slowly fading. And I think it should just go away entirely because it is like, different strokes for different folks. And there are a lot of ways to fill, you know, those two, three, four spots in your bag that mm-hmm. give you way more versatility than just, Hey, all right, I, I bought a paradigm driver. So I'm just going to buy two fair to, paradigm fairways and call it a day. Right. Get away from the matching luggage concept and yeah, transition into something a little bit more specific. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, Last question before we move into even rolling some putters, just real quick. Last year, and we know this, typically at a retail environment, Callaway or TaylorMade is going to dominate in the metalwood space, particularly with drivers, right? We, it tends to be one, two, and they flip-flop 
here and there. It's gone back and forth last year. Yeah. Last year, stealth got out of the gate much quicker. Makes sense. It was a better story. There's again, a lot of pomp and circumstance around, but as the year went on, it was kind of tortoise in the hair and Callaway just kept clawing away. And uh, I think they liked the position that they ended it. So this year, Tony, Nostradamus, Tony, who is going to have the better driver sales at retail? Is it going to be ta- TaylorMade or is it going to be Callaway? Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this because I think in, in terms of technology, the story, it, it favors Callaway this year. I, re- I really like what Callaway is doing. The challenge, however, is that you, you really can't see yeah, a 360-degree carbon chassis. It's there's no there's no real visible tech here. Uh, right. I know what's going on under the hood. We told you guys, you guys know what's under here, but the average guy walking into a golf shop, this looks just yeah. like mostly like every other Callaway driver, like any other driver on the rack for that matter, except that it's blue. And TaylorMade this year doesn't have that that fresh story with, with the carbon face. It's you know, we, we've seen it before, year two, right? It's, it's not new, but it still looks really good. And I think I've gone back and forth. And if you asked me yesterday, I probably would have told you Paradigm. But right now, I, I'm leaning a bit towards Stealth as the Stealth 2 as the top selling driver. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really close. Uh, and I think, you know, TaylorMade's done some stuff in that lineup, which she probably needed to do in terms of, perception but in terms of golf reality so there, there's some good right. stuff they're doing there i think that will make them more viable for a segment of golfers than they've, they've probably been and yeah. and ultimately when it's that close and i think performance is going to be close because performance is always close i just man like everybody who sees it just but not a runaway you don't see it being a runaway one way or the other just and i think i think as silly as it sounds because I think these are going to be really close at retail. I think the the tra- relatively traditional red face, notwithstanding, um, look at a dress of that stealth, and I think it's an improvement over last year aesthetically. I think is enough to to put it just past paradigm, if for no other reason than I, I think this blue is just enough of a of a deterrent. Again, I don't hate it, but I, I know some people will. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go with stealth too. Uh, but it's it's by slim margins. Okay. All right. Final thoughts. Just quick note here on uh, even roll two putters. I know putters don't necessarily move the uh, equipment space the same way that necessary metal evil. Woods That's do. how I see them. It's <laughs> generally speaking, if you don't pick up on a hole, you got to put out at some point. So you're gonna use it. But I even roll's been around. They've revamped this year. And, and we'll post the article that you can read that Dave uh, Dave Wolf wrote, which is fantastic. Fifteen new so models. Many putters. Fifteen new models. Now, big part of that is they're modular, right? So you get different, uh, particularly on the V uh, on the V five series, where you basically have a stainless steel face. It really it's kind of like built on a blade chassis, so it looks like a blade, and then you have different rear sections to pair with that face. Um, I think it's a, a great concept. I know it's something they've been working on for a while. I, I think the look of it, when we got to see them in hand, 
Um, it didn't look modular. Sometimes you like get an erector that, set here, isn't it? Just yeah, but sometimes you get these ones that that look like uh, like a like a Sizemore wedge or something where like you can tell like I mean it looks like an elementary school kid like glued together a bunch of pieces right. Um, the, but he, uh, that he even, cut out with scissors at best, and even old. I mean, this these they all look clean the way that uh, they the way that the pieces come together and attach. They don't look modular at all. They did a phenomenal job with kind of the fit and finish of them. So you have a, a five series that some people are going to look at and say, oh, that looks like, you know, kind of like a Phantom 5.5 from Cam. And maybe it gives you a little bit of the uh, Callaway, the, the Odyssey uh, Versa vibes. I think that's by design again. The, the original Jailbreak, sense. right? That was the first the, time Callaway used yeah. Jailbreak was in a putter. The name. Mm-hmm. Even roll the the uh, the twelve, people are going to look at it again. Dave notes this in the article. Um, definitely has tailor made spider type of aesthetics to it. And for the record, I said that before you got that as a putter. You need that shape in your life. I don't I mean, care. I, is... I it drives me nuts. And go, oh well, this looks like the spider. You know, I, you know, tailor made legal department going to be calling up even roll. No, they won't. Shut up. It, it it it's one of the most tight. <laughs> it's so it's... weird because there's no other club in the bag. Yeah. Like. I mean, people say all the time, "All oh, this looks like that with irons and whatnot. And, right. You know, graphics on drivers, but like, there are accepted shapes. And that's, you either, you either make those shapes or yeah. you don't sell a lot of putters. And, and that's, to me, it's easy. ignorant Math. if, when people, because if they know their history and they've studied it at all, they know that one of uh, Garen Reif, the you know owner, founder, even role, one of his design philosophies is to take tried and true designs or templates and improve them. Say, okay, we think that these people maybe didn't go far enough with that particular footprint. I think I can improve it by doing A, B, C, and D. And so he'll take a design or something and say, okay, how can we push this one step further perhaps than somebody else did? So it should it makes sense. I mean, Adidas isn't going to call up Nike and be like, Tony, uh, you're, you're wearing a, a hoodie. You know, uh, you stole our hoodie design. What? What do you mean? Everyone makes a hoodie. Like, it's just such a, a, a tired argument. So, I don't know. I mean, that again, one there are me. shapes that sell, and there are, you know, a handful of wacky things that people try that don't. You look at mm-hmm. this, like, even you could argue the, the zero even yeah, all the zero yours now, one, yeah. that has some that's got some spider vibes in it but it's it's not gonna it's unconventional mm-hmm. um you know what was it the I, I don't know if it was the real name or not but you know that big i called it the brick i think somebody else had a putter they called that brick the the super moi square thing that the even roll made a few years ago they're gonna sell a bunch of those by any stretch you if you want to sell putters you need to make the shapes that that exist already in the marketplace by and large. And every now and then you'll have a breakthrough shape. Yeah. Spider, Number. spider yeah. kind of broke through and congratulations to TaylorMade, but the consequence Absolutely. of break, breaking through with a unique shape is everybody else is going to make one because you've proven you can sell it. Odyssey did it with the rare when they called it the Fang before it was the number seven, it was the, the mm-hmm. Fang kind of design. And, and if you yeah. talk to even roll, I, I, I believe this is correct. Their number, their top two selling models, particularly overseas, are the original two and the five. 
and it makes sense. And those are the the bread and butter. And, and the answer might, in the fangs. Right. And are we going to see these other ones creep up there? You know, possibly. I think I think the EV5 series itself, you know, if you told me in a year or two that it overtakes one or the other, it wouldn't surprise me because it's modular and it does have some of those conventionally accepted smaller mallet type of, of designs that are popular in a lot of other places. But, um, I, yeah, you always hope when something comes out new from a company, you're like, okay, same old, same old, or is there anything that kind of makes me stop and go, ooh, this one made me stop and go, ooh, Tony, it did. I was like, oh, this is, yeah, it's 15 models, but this isn't same old, same old, throw some new paint on it and push out Stuff a new Stuff to line. play with. Stuff to play with. Even Pick your if, choice. Even if it's a necessary evil for, for you. So there we go. That's a lot of tech talk, Tony. A lot oh, of stuff. People are, yeah. people are going to have questions. And wel- welcome to January, guys. So next week, we'll be talking details, our thoughts on Stealth 2. Yep. Ping yep. G430. Is that where we are? I can't keep track. I think and so. everybody's favorite budget airline, Aerojet. So well, you absolutely have to get to Tallahassee by so. Thursday at 8 p.m., We'll have and also some Shrixon stuff in the mix there. A new golf ball to talk about from Callaway. Oh, guys, I hate January, but it's if you love golf, you love it. So, if you have questions on any of those things or stuff we talked about today, we will get you the answers. Post them below. Let us know. Tony Covey, Golf Spy T, coming to us from the penthouse, upstate New York. Chris Nickel, Golf Spy C, from the basement in Colorado. Until next time, we out.